Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young. Hi. And I am Carl Quinn. Hello. Andrew, there's a film called Foxtrot, which yes. has been on for a few weeks. I would, I would say, if it's on a cine- at a cinema near you, mm. dear listeners, go and see it, because it won't be on forever. Okay. And it is absolutely amazing. It's okay. an incredible piece of work. Oh, that's good. And okay. Next week. Anything you got to say? <laughs> I do know that that was a setting on my auntie's home organ. You had little rhythm settings: Begin, Bossa Nova, Foxtrot was one right. of them. Well, the the Foxtrot dance is where the where the film gets its title from. It's an Israeli film, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it, it's about. It's basically got three quite distinct acts, and in the first act. Um, Husband and wife are at home in their very schmicko apartment in, I think it's Tel Aviv. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, there's a knock on the door. Not Haifa. Not Haifa. No, uh, he, he's an architect, you know, yeah, lovely yeah. apartment. Uh, the door opens, the wife opens the door, and she basically collapses at the door. Mm-hmm. And it turns out there's a couple of soldiers have come. And the second she opens the door to see soldiers there, uh, she, knows, she what, knows what's happening. We know school. too, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Your son has been killed in, uh, on duty. And it, so the first act is really about them responding to that. Mm-hmm. The second act goes back in time slightly. We, we're with the son mm. stationed at some godforsaken remote outpost. It's basically uh, it's a, it's a, a boom gate. In the middle of the desert, on a and road I'm going to have to say that, that the point is that, that it's not God-forsaken, is it? Uh, well. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the whole point? <laughs> <laughs> well, the chosen people think yes. it's not God-forsaken. No, Others no. might have a different view okay. on So, Boomgate. Boomgate. Yep. There's, there's uh, I think, four soldiers there uh, manning this, and uh, they, they sleep in, like, a shipping container. It's just, like, it really is Mm-mm. just horrendous. And... Boring, mm. so boring, and so the the second act is really detailing the boredom yep. of their existence yep. there until something happens. And the thing that happens is beyond shocking. I can't. Okay. I can't. Don't, don't, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say what it is. But yep. all I was, all I will say is that it it is one of the most shocking things I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's not the most violent mm-hmm. by any means, mm-hmm. but it just what it conveys mm. is just mind blowing. Yeah, and uh, and it is. So powerful, so mm-hmm. powerful. And then the third act goes back to Tel Aviv, and it's six Present months day. later. Oh, six months later. And okay, it's, yep. it's dealing with uh, picking the up fallout. the pieces. Yeah. It, it's slow in mm. places. It's really, it's really sort of, um, it's it's a one of those incremental dramas where you're just sort of you're getting to uh, understand these characters and their relationships really just by. You know, it's like drip by drip. It's mm-hmm. not nothing major happens until that, apart from that one incident. But it is such a powerful, powerful f- piece of filmmaking, and I, I don't want to. You know, I'm not, I'm not giving much away no, by way of narrative because no, 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 no. I don't no. want to spoil it for anybody who does see it. But I, I would just say that even if the notion of seeing a subtitled film, uh, you know, from Israel, just doesn't really excite you all that much. Mm-hmm. Push through it. This is this I, is just. I think, I if you think, if you're into adult drama yeah. that's about relationships yeah. and is about that's moral all that, all dilemmas, all listeners are. All I'm, listeners I'm to the sure clappers are. are. The, none sure of the none of the listeners to the clappers are bothered by subtitles, except for those who can't read. But 
there aren't too oh, many of those. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I think we have an adult audience, Carl. Yes, yes. Anyway, I, I would I really, we really, ha- well, I hope so too, <laughs> given the, the, given some of the things you've been saying recently. They beeped me. I've got to talk. That's. I, we need to take those beeps out. I don't want to be beeped. Man, listen, don't listen to that one a couple of go, goes ago. I'm going to get, go back and get it changed and have the beeps taken out, then you can listen to it properly. Listen, don't listen. Anyway. <laughs> listen, don't listen. No, this sounds great. It, this, sounds, it this sounds great. Yeah. I, I, I love the sound of this film. It's, is it... It's... I'll just... Uh, can uh, you just is, is it made in Israel? It was made in Israel. Yes, yep. yes. Okay. By uh, an Israeli director who's basically only made two films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one he made was a film called Lebanon. I haven't yep. seen it. And that was set entirely inside a tank in the uh, early, day, oh, that, that early really days of the Israel. That really rings uh, a bell. Uh, like you know, war in Lebanon. Or something. Oh, the 43. Like, I, sorry, I think it, yeah. yeah. Samuel Mayles, I think is his name. Mm. Um, he served in the IDF. So Everybody serves in the well, IDF. Well, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's a fair observation. <laughs> the lady at the cake shop serves yeah, in the IDF. Male or female, <laughs> pretty much everybody serves in the IDF. That's right, absolutely true. So, um, so you know, clearly this has had... An impact on him, yeah. I think it's well, fair yeah. to say. I'm not sure how many it won, but it was not nominated, I think, for 15 uh, Ophir Awards, mm-hmm. which is the Israeli Academy Awards. And at the same time, the Israeli culture minister denounced it as being a piece of anti-Israel propaganda. So, well, it, that, it, that, it, that obviously gives it the big tick. <laughs> for a lot of people who don't like government-sanctioned art. Possibly, there are some of us out here that don't check so. with the Ministry possibly for Censorship so. or the Ministry for Truth and Reason to see what films we should see. There are some who just like to yeah. choose for themselves. So anyway, that film is Foxtrot. Yep. You will catch it at uh, selected art house cinemas around not Australia, long, okay. but not for long because yep. it has been on for a little while. I came to it a little bit late okay. in its run, but I heartily recommend it. Endorsed really. by Carl Quinn. Yeah. Methodist. Can Foxtrot. Carl Quinn, yes, Methodist. <laughs> Rhythm Methodist. What Rhythm, would you, uh, Rhythm Methodist. Uh, it's true because you only have, like, you, you do not have 12 offspring. No. So, so, no. so you must have some amount of rhythm in you. Mm. <laughs> or a lack of motility, one or the other. Uh, so I was watching this show that I, was, I didn't even know existed, Go right? On. And I saw Coming Soon. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Speaking of motility. <laughs> <laughs> condor. I thought, I wonder if that's got anything to do with three the days film, Three Days of the Condor. Turns out it does. Yeah. Turns out it's a mini-series that is based on the book, Six Days of the Condor, by a man named James. So... He- uh, that, that, James yeah. Blank, um, James Parker, James Parker, I think is what so it is. Anyway, yeah. th- based on the book, yeah. th- Six Days Six of the days. Condor, and the original, and the film, the 1973, was yeah, it, it was film? Early. was was called Three, Three days. days of the Condor. Condor. So does that mean they only filmed half of the story? First I, think, time I think what that means is, is the book had a lot of padding in it, mate, and they could get it down <laughs> to three. Didn't really need six days, the Condor. Yeah, the Condor is a swift bird, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't need no six days. 75, the 75. film was. Yeah. So that film came out around the time a lot of very interesting paranoid thrillers came out, like The Conversation, like The Parallax View. 
And I, I think it's a wonderful, a very exciting film. Have you seen the film? Yeah, yeah, but a, like yeah. a long time ago. My recollection of yeah. it was terrific. Yeah. Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah Wearing his own clothes, driving his own car, which is one of the things I love about early Robert Redford. In fact, probably he's still, that's probably his own boat in that film we talked about. Directed by Sidney Pollack. The novelist is James Grady. James Grady. There you go. <coughs> was, was, anyway. I was really close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Somebody. Somebody something. Yeah. So, yes, uh, wearing your own clothes and driving your own green Porsche lends a relaxed authenticity to the role when you're Robert Redford. Anyway, what, what this Condor, I've, I've watched a couple of episodes of it, and I, I'm not really sure I'm going to be staying with it. And there's a couple of reasons why. One is the problem, the baby driver problem. Okay, if you go back to our very first podcast, the problem with was baby that our very first podcast, I think it was, Did we talked yeah, about baby yeah. driver. On that? The, the, okay. the, the problem with baby driver is that you have bolus of excellent actors surrounding a vacuum, and that vacuum is the star of the show, who's in the every scene of the show, and who has no charisma and nothing to recommend him whatsoever to your eyes or any other part of your body, which is. <laughs> Unfortunate, because he's the Why baby. Don't you tell us what you really he's think. He's the baby driver. I did, and I'm telling you just to remind you again. Now, there's some guy who plays the main character in Condor. I don't know his name. Max Irons. Okay, there you are, Max Irons. He, who, I think, is son of Jeremy, isn't he? He's got these soft lips, but apart from that, frankly, there, there's really nothing in his performance that makes you. Concern for his safety, his well-being, or anything. Uh, it, it's the okay. So what it's about? Uh, there's this guy. He works at a an analyst's kind of shop. It's it's got semi security. You, you think it's got something? I mean, it's in Washington, so it's got something to do with the government or, or whatever. It's like a publishing house, but this is a couple of extra security men. He goes to work every day. Hi, hi, hi. You know, big deal. And in the Sydney Pollock film. It's 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 shot very very tight, uh, confined like a terrace house office, you know. And I I remember seeing this film when I was a kid, and I knew a lot of offices just like this. My dad worked in one. His friends had them. They'd they'd rent out an old terrace and they'd put three or four agencies in there and shared stairwell. And it was, had a real familiarity to me. And yeah. I can remember the film. It was it was just something very authentic about it. Even though I was only seven or eight. So. Robert Redford, the main guy, he goes to get lunch for everybody. He comes back, the place is empty, and he walks around and he's shocked and he starts to find corpses of his mates and he's realised something really terrible has happened and it's only by accident that he hasn't been hit and he has to disappear, okay? The same thing happens in this new iteration, Condor, except there's a idolised, stylized, lavish and prurient ballet of an, an orgy of violence right. in that scene. Now, what makes it so chilling is that he comes in with the bagels and the coffee and the cakes and you don't see any of that, you know? It's it's not the same. It, it, it's like, I mean, it's it's seen in a different way. It, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. The, 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 it's like it's a long time since I've seen it as well. Um, but there's not that same almost slow motion Sam Peckinpah, if you remember who that is, kind of... Uh, exploration of every angle of violence and spurt of blood and and it's unfortunate because it it takes away from the drama it takes away from the tension and and there's a there should be a lot more tension it's a gripping story uh this guy who who has escaped just with his life from from a hit on his his 
office. The story is very interesting, and, and the reason why his office has been hit by you know people unknown or persons unknown is 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 gripping in itself. The fact that somebody very close to him seems to be on the side of the like on the bad guy side mm. who has mm. betrayed him and his people and and who do I trust you know the people that I used to work for they don't believe me he's for some bizarre reason it's all on the news now um, and it follows the plot of the three days of the condor film very closely he he hides in somebody's house and virtually kidnaps them and everything it just doesn't it just doesn't have that same kind of tension and same kind of dramatical feel that the that the film does and you would think if you're going to remake something extra cars extra explosions extra violence more hotness doesn't necessarily make it something worth making doesn't make it more does it doesn't make it more doesn't no. make it worth watching um it's a shame if if uh, what you say is right and i suspect you're, you're on the money but um it, i do wonder whether we're going to see a bunch more uh kind of either revisitations I'm of those great conspiracy yeah. thrillers yeah or, in fact, a, just a whole new bunch of them. Because I'd rather see something new well, than the revisitation. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, what, what's uh, the reason I wonder whether those classic films of that period might be the source or inspiration uh, for some, uh, you know, some some new or, re, or revived work is that those films were really born out of that Watergate era, right? Yeah. That moment of deep suspicion of government. Well, and even pre pre that, go to the sure. 1968 Paris Peace Talks. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, 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 the Watergate is like the culmination of that. That was 74. Uh, so you these this, these ideas, well, it takes a while to Absolutely. make a film, sure, were coming sure, sure. around in the late 60s. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, yeah, indeed. And, uh, but I, I guess the point I'm getting at is that I think we're in a really similar moment okay. right now. Okay. I think there is such a politically in the, in the states, yeah, yeah, a heightened yeah. level of distrust. Yep, mutual distrust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hesitate to say from both sides because I think there are more than two who, who, sides. I was going to say which both. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or uh, what is it? It's a it's a polyhedron. I think we, we can safely say, and and you have. If not a revival of the Cold War, you mm. certainly have a revival of Russia as a player mm-hmm. against the putative forces of the West, whatever mm-hmm. they might be at this point in time. You have China emerging as a major player as well. You have forces within each of those countries who seem to be operating their own agendas that mm-hmm. are not necessarily the same as the governments. All of that is rich material. India, Pakistan, North absolutely, Korea. absolutely, yeah. And I suspect we're going to see a lot. I mean, Secret City, the Australian series, I don't know if you saw that, but I remember reviewing that. that. Well, tell me a bit about Setting that. Setting Canberra. I think I saw that. Yeah, Chinese spies, blah, blah, blah. Uh, no, I saw that other thing with that guy who's like a... Dan a, Harriman. Yeah. yeah. What's that one? I don't know. Which one are you going for? Uh, anyway, one, anyway. One where the guy's like this savant, this computer savant, and he ends up oh, in New Guinea somewhere. You're talking about the code. The code, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I saw yeah. two of those seasons, yeah, right? Two, yeah, two of those, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. code is a bit like that. Secret City, definitely a bit like that. That was Secret by Chris City, Ullman, wasn't it? He wrote that. Chris Ullman and someone else. Yeah, the other guy, yeah, but um, both of them political journalists, yeah, 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 in Canberra. So, with Secret City, I remember reviewing it and saying, "Well, are we meant to believe that every second person in Canberra is really working for the Chinese government?" <laughs> how little I knew! How little I knew! Tonya Harding looks like an angry babysitter. <laughs> A child's drawing of an I angry baby. I concede, dear <laughs> listeners. I got it wrong. I oh, got that one. And and Russian as well. Yeah. It, it would it would appear that yeah. there are people in 
I guess what I'm saying here, yeah. Andrew, is yeah. that even though the Condor may be a disappointment, yes. I think we're on the cusp mm-hmm. of a new golden age of conspiracy. Oh, well, that's very exciting because I like those. That's it from this episode of The Clappers. We'll be back soon with more. Naskladanu. Naskladanu.